Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 677. I'm your host, Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. Ahoy! And Tony Korkanakis. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners and viewers, to 677 of the Gamecast. Whew. We are live on Twitch starting on Tuesday nights. Please join us for these live shows. Uh, if you miss the live broadcast that we have, we are always over on YouTube. All the contents there. Subscribe to both channels. And uh, give us a like. Smash that like button, too, guys. Appreciate it. Leave us a comment. Love to hear from you. Join us on the lives. You can have live broadcast. You can chat with us. Uh, Gamecast, guys. Uh, what have we been playing? Uh, I'll kick us off. Um, I'm, I've been playing a lot of my my, I, I, my stepdaughter's game of the year, appears. Mario Wonder. Super Mario Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, she absolutely cannot stop playing this game. <laughs> um, so it's, it's fun. She actually switched to a Yoshi recently. Uh, which is weird, but she decided to switch to a Yoshi character, which, in my opinion, I just find Yoshi's harder to play. Like, with the way they jump, I just like Mario's style of jump, jump from platform to platform off the walls. It's much easier timing for me than it does for Yoshi's, I don't know. Uh, but the game is is so cool, the design, it's such a... They've done such a good job of re... almost like flipping mario to make it such an enjoyable new experience uh, considering that we've all played mario for it's funny because she's trying to she's like oh you gotta do this i'm like listen listen i know my mario <laughs> i'm like listen trust me i know mario well, quite well i played yeah. quite a number of mario yeah. games child <laughs> i've been i've been around many times in mario so um she's trying to give me pointers i'm like uh, uh, hold up <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I love that. So I'm telling you, she's hooked on it. She's playing the Switch way more than me. But uh, I so mean, she's watching you though. These kids these days, man, they're like, you know, uh, yeah. they got they got skills and they do. The, the twitchy fingers. She's getting um, she's getting better with the 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 jump coordination's tough for her while moving quickly. That's still the problem. But you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting you mention that because I remember when I was playing um, one of the new Super Mario Brothers game with my niece when she was a kid. Yeah. And that was the thing that she couldn't wrap her head around. I was like, mm-hmm. you got to hold the run button down and then press jump mm-hmm. to like do the, mm-hmm. she's like, I can't do that, Tony. I was like, yeah, it seems <laughs> to be the hardest thing to do. You know, like, I'm just like, get some speed. and I was like, do I just have to bust out like an old school NES controller and train you to do this? Like, I just, <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, to us, it's like best, second nature, right? You just that might, hold yeah. one button down and hit the other button, right? That like, might be the best way to do it. The old school Nintendo controller, getting them used to the two buttons right next to each other. That might yeah. be the best way to do it. I mean, that's I yeah, like that's the simple stuff. But like dual sticks, when that started, like, those came out. Mm, that was the next like, like, oh, How do I do but, these two things? But at the same time, I blame touch screens. I blame touch. Oh screens. yeah, yeah. I think it's it's the interaction with the buttons that's the hardest switch for yeah. her. It's, it's the both buttons at the same time. It seems to be the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, so she can run, but she can't mm. run and jump. So, all right. And that's pretty much it for me for game side of stuff. Um, Mike, what about you? I uh, actually have been mostly playing a bit more of Alan Wake 2. Um, Still playing it, okay. Yeah, I, I went, because I didn't do most of those puzzles, and I wanted to get my like point of no return save uh, up to speed before their new game plus happens, which apparently has some narrative content, so I might actually play it again. Yeah. But after doing all that for at least three or four nights, um, I didn't do everything, but I cleared out most of what I could in a reasonable space. Uh, I see that, at least according to the Reddit, but I'm assuming it's correct because no one 
you know, disputed it. There's no, like, specific save game that the New Game Plus works off of. It's kind of like a snapshot, but it does that of your f first time you beat the game. And I had had unlocked nothing, almost. Very few things for my first playthrough. And I don't understand why there's a point of no return save, and then that won't count going forward. So I'm going to wait a little bit because that's kind of, like, defeated the purpose of my more recent, like, playing the mm. fact that none of it will carry over if I do the new game plus it'll do my first uh, finish game so hopefully they fix that soon so I can jump in there but you know the the puzzles and stuff for the optional content is pretty good in this game so yeah uh, I enjoyed going back but yeah that's that's most of what I've been playing okay all right uh, Tony uh, a couple things um, start off with new um, so Fortnite we don't really talk about the game on this podcast no. a lot, but Fortnite just like drops like several bombs in a row. Cause all right, so no not only is like a new season of like base Fortnite happening, they came out with Fortnite I forget the sub like the the accompanying word, but it's like music rhythm uh Fortnite yeah. done by yeah. harmonics. Yeah, so I didn't see that. Yeah. Like any characters you own that might come with tracks, like if it's a you know, musician or something like that. You automatically just get these songs that you can play, I guess, or something like in this oh. mode, and you can purchase them. They have free rotating songs, but if you want to own a song like permanent, you know, own uh, access a song full time, then you can pay a couple V bucks for it and stuff like that. But otherwise, they rotate every week or every other week or something like that. That was cool. I thought I'm not really into music rhythm games anymore, but I thought right it was cool for like you know. To bring that back, because I think we even talked about recently, or I talked to somebody recently, is talked about like the rock band days and whatnot. Oh yeah, we, we had that. mentioned on the podcast. We were, we were we were reminiscing on the podcast. I can't remember what episode, but we were just recently right. Playing. And so. I think they're even bringing like control, like those old accessory um, support next year. Oh wow! So I thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But the the thing that finally and there's a there's a like a kart racing mode in the base Fortnite. It's yeah. like Mario Kart, apparently, or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, you know, hey, whatever. Um, but the thing that got me was the sudden introduction of Fortnite Lego, which I was like, oh, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> I was so impressed with this. Yeah, go yes. On. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I was like, for the fr the price of free, aka installing Fortnite, I guess that's the cost. Yeah. Um, which actually is relatively small. I think it was only 50 gigabytes or something like that. And I, mm. I was impressed by that. Um, I gave it a shot the one night. And it is really fun. Cool. Like, legitimately fun. It reminds me of, like, um, obviously there's comparisons with, like, Minecraft. Minecraft. Because That's what I got the vibe of, yeah. You, there's a build mode, which is just you using resources and, you know, blocks to create things. And there's survival mode where you have to, like, go out and gather and fight enemies and stuff like that. But the game is just gorgeous. Like, even though it's, like, a Lego game, like, it looks really pretty. And I was just like, damn, like, this is... This is a looker. Looks great. Yeah, it looked great in the game game awards showing it. I was like really yeah. impressed with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it is really just fun because uh you're just dropped off on an island and there's a bit of like a I don't want to say story, but like it's like, hey, uh the one character, I think it's her name is like Cuddle Captain or something like that. She's like, You should, you know, build like a, a shed for us because we're, you know, on this island. It's like you have to like learn how to do that. Um you know, which is simple, just collect a couple wood and a couple granite, and it's like, there you go, here's a shed and stuff like that. And then, as you build one thing, they give you a new objective and stuff like that, and then 
Um, once you start building more, you can start inviting people to your island to like live uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Games fully co-op too. Uh, you can invite other people to join your island and stuff like that. It's not local as far as I know. Maybe in the future. Um, but I played like three hours of it over wow. the weekend, and I was like, just like really impressed. I was like, wow. Um, there's some quality of life issues with like item stacking and stuff. But uh, you said like an Animal Crossing Minecraft, right? Which like, yeah, I mean, sort of like it. I I wouldn't make comparisons to Animal Crossing other than you can invite people to live I was thinking on your island. island. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, island. Yeah, yeah, that, that's basically yeah. it. And like they can sort of do things, but it, there's nothing on the level of like, like they're going to have unique dialogue every single time you talk to them or anything like that. Okay. Um, it's mainly like, hey, this character looks cool. I want them on my island or something like that. And then you're like, hey, I'm going to assign you a job. Your job is either like collect resources or you're coming with me as like a partner assist character or whatever like that, which I would recommend at least having one of those because <laughs> early on you were very weak and monsters uh, will wreck your shit. Um, stuff like that. But uh, that was really fun. Uh, pleasantly surprised and hopefully it gets more updates. Uh, and then the other big thing I'm playing still is just Baldur's Gate 3. Um, having fun with that, of course. Um, the role-playing stuff is really cool. It, it's almost a... I don't want to say detriment, but it really is... Um, the type of player I am, like, I'm always, like, paranoid. Of, like, what do I do with this character, right? Like, it, like not a player character, but, like, when you meet a character, I'm like, well, this conversation can go a couple different ways, right? And uh, I was exploring this temple, and this one NPC, like, kind of, that I was sent there to, like, take care of, like, approaches me. And I'm like, I have a lot of, like, aggressive dialogue against him. Like, do I want to do this? Or is this guy going to be, like a deal later on and stuff like that. So this time I just played it out like, oh, you know what, I'll do whatever, and I'm not going to attack you right away or anything like that. Um, and then I was doing some more quests, and then somebody was like, oh, yeah, you should just kill that person. I was like, oh. I was like, okay, well, I missed the dialogue prompt where it's like, you should just, like, kill all your followers, basically. And, like, the if you pass the charisma check, he'll just do it. And it's like, oh, you don't you just walk away from this battle without even lifting a finger and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but that was fun. And then I almost stepped into chapter three, I think, uh, inadvertently, because, you know, I, I did this temple and, you know, there's an area. It's like the game's like, are you sure you want to do this? You might want to wrap some things up because things may or may not happen after here. I'm like, what? Really? I was like, <laughs> and then I had to pause and like be like, go and I Googled it. And they're like, yeah, you should wrap up things in act one and act two. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, wow. I thought I was doing like a, a, one of the companions quest lines. Kind of like you know Mass Effect yeah. or Fallout or whatever like that. Yeah. And no, apparently it ties into the main story. I guess I'm just like, okay, well. So then I went back into Act One and did a couple quests there. I'm just steamrolling people in there because they're like level three or four, and I'm just like level seven, I think, or something like that. I'm just mm -hmm. like, I can take your whole team all by myself. I don't need. Yeah. It. Makes you feel much better when you go back to that area. I'm like, yeah, I can roll everybody here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Cool. All right, uh, Corey. Well, I uh, purchased Cyberpunk's Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Like, yeah. Liberty and everything. Right. Loaded it up on Steam Deck. And it's 80 gigs, which took yeah. a while. Because yeah. for some reason, it did not want to download. Like Usually Steam goes super quick. 80 gigs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just like my, my internet or something. It just took forever. So I was planning on playing it like the other day. And it just when I was downloading, I was like, oh, this is taking too long. Uh, but yeah, I started it. Uh, I just started over because I was playing it before on the old game. The old game. 
Yep. Yeah. And so I was like, now nah, just start a whole new thing. But I, I'm just going through the same stuff right now that I was going through. So it's like only an hour and like doing the training, shooting, training stuff. And yeah, yeah. I'll be like installing that. that. I'll be installing that uh, tonight. So I'm starting Cyberpunk. I should get I should get the uh, Phantom Liberty expansion though too. Is it on sale yet or no? Yeah, I mean, the Ultimate Edition was like oh, I have the game. Like, you know, I got it for seven dollars. So I know, but like, uh, you know, I'm just like, should I get the um, the Phantom? I mean, Liberty the Ultimate, Phantom Liberty was like. It was like thirty bucks or something. 30, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll just grab that. I was just saying, like it's ten dollars more to get the whole whole thing. Yeah, yeah. For I don't have it on Steam. I have it on Xbox. It was forty bucks yeah, on sale. Forty? Really? It was forty dollars on sale. Oh damn! That's why I did it. I was like, ah, oh, I'll just pay the extra ten to get it's all. I'm I paid six. I'm happy for that. That was yeah, more than that. I, mean, I think they just had like the, the sale or whatever. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Well, but yeah, it looks good on Steam. Like, like I, I'd say. It's thirty runs thirty frames on Steam Deck, yeah. um, consistently, so that's not too bad. And yeah. being portable, I can play it uh, during lunch, mm. work and stuff. So that's nice. Makes it easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the power of the Steam Deck and the Switch. Mm-hmm. So. It did take me a while. It's like I was like, oh, I gotta like, I want to rebuild my character. Like the character creation is like, I like, spend so much time in that stupid mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but I was like, ah, oh, screw it. I just ended up like doing like one of the faults and like altering some of the. Yeah, tattoos or whatever. It's weird because, like, in Cyberpunk, you don't really get to see your player character all that much, unless yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like first person, right? So, ride a motorcycle. You see your back a bit if you ride a motorcycle. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Don't don't spend too much time on that. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. So, all right. Uh, cool. Let's get in some news, guys. We've got a lot. Let's go over that. Let's go first with E3. Uh, we're gonna start start with the 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 latest news. Or the latest non uh, E3. E3. E3 is officially dead. Yeah, no I way. Good riddance. Yeah. Moment of silence for E3? No. I don't know. I mean, the Game uh, Awards was essentially E3. Yeah, it was. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. But yeah, E3 is no more. So don't expect it. Uh, Official. Uh, they confirmed officially. it. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. They won't be trying to resurrect it. They right. know when they've been... Everybody's moved on to the individual private stuff. Uh, I saw a joke on Twitter that uh, Nintendo and, and Microsoft won't be attending E3, the death of E3. They're going to hold their own conferences. Uh, mm-hmm. I, thought funny, I thought it was a pretty funny joke. I was like, okay, that's great. Uh, yeah. but, was it the um, ESA or something? The ESA yeah. was what created it. And it it's I mean, it was death, just a poorly run organization. I mean, outside sure. of the obvious, like, it's outdated, but the right. it's the purpose poor. back when retail yes. was yeah. a thing. Like that's what I it was to, for. I used to love to go to that. I'm right. well, that I mean, it's for yeah. the retailers. I mean, that's that yeah. you had to, you know, preview your games so people would buy them. Yeah, now sure. it doesn't matter with digital distribution it. and yeah. you know wholesalers and and online retailers like Amazon and stuff. So yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fun. I mean, it's fine. We've all ready to move on. It's just officially mm-hmm. dead. So all right, I, I, I moved on. So. I've been there yeah. for yeah, it's been decades. You, you went you went earlier, but yes, we've all we've the entire podcast at least has been there for a few years now. So yeah. um yeah. All right, guys, let's go into the game awards stuff. Uh so I thought we could talk a little bit about the fact that um how the game awards went this year, the winners, and then we'll do we'll do the announcements. So <clears throat> game awards, I ended up I was at like I was watching that show, uh, you know, I was enjoying myself uh mostly I had a lot of fun with uh uh, what's his name? Christopher Judge? Is it Kratos? Yeah. 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 He, he, they kicked the show off with him, and I gotta say, that guy nailed... I mean, he just embraced his speech. Uh, it was so well done. 
Uh, they played a little joke music for him when he came on, which was funny because that was what they did for a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, he they really leaned into it pretty well to his eight minute speech setting a record. And he's like, well, my speech was longer than Call of Duty's uh, single player campaign. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Um, What's funny to me, though, is was that joke music? Because that seemed pretty standard, the timing. It may have been standard, moment. yeah. That's why I wonder that wasn't a joke. I thought it was well-placed in time. I know. Maybe that's what uh, it was. Uh, it, because the real ones didn't seem much later. That's what I want to talk about. It It definitely seems like this was, like you guys said, an E3 show more than it was a Game Awards. Am I am I, I wrong mean, in that statement? That's what's well, what's I mean, you got the stats. I think, more, <laughs> I think more so than ever this year. I mean, am I wrong in that? Literally that spent, year? like... I mean, there was what thirty seconds to accept awards. It was thirty seconds. Yeah, it was right. Mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed, uh, to, supposed to thank everybody in thirty seconds? You know, you can't. By the time you get up the stage and find out what you want to say, find your words. It's so. Are we talking about that, or are we talking about uh, the show itself first? Well, I mean, I, I thought that is the show itself, like the way it laid out. Well, so, you know, I mean, if ever since its conception, uh, since Jeff Keighley broke away from, because originally it was. Um, Summer Game Spike Fest TV. had a thing, yeah. Right, it was Spike um, TV. Spike TV had it on. I remember watching it on TV. So, right, yeah. and then Jeff Keighley pulled away from that. Um, you know, there's some growing pains, but I mean, unfortunately, the reality is, uh, it's always been kind of like that. Like they needed the advertiser, so or I get why a lot of there. commercials. Um, yeah, but then also a lot of those same advertisers. Uh, you know, when they know that many people are going to be watching it, they want to get their new trailer or their new game announcement or something like that out there. Um, and I, I think unfortunately this year out of all of them, like it just seems like all that was like very apparent. It was like very apparent. Was, like yeah. we're here for the games and the game trailers. Fuck the awards. Right. It and felt like it was so, yeah. so second nature. And it has been moving that way the last few years. They rattle off a ton of awards on the screen and then they go to, to more game premieres. But it felt like this was more egregious this year than ever. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, part oh, of that was because of Christopher Judge, you know, yes. right. and taking fucking eight minutes last, last year yeah, yeah. to talk about best performance. Come on. Okay, sure. We get it. And, that, and that's, yeah. So when you only give the creators of the games awards that you're giving out 30 seconds to, to thank people or to celebrate the win or whatever it is, that's like not enough time to really, you know, that's give them even, 30 the, seconds isn't even enough time to process that. Right, it's like you're not giving the audience enough time to like relish, like, hey, my game that I was rooting for won, or dang it, like they're just like, oh, but you got a award, let's go move, move to the next thing, and so it felt that way with the winners, like, and when the the trailers would come on, like trailers are two minutes, three minutes, whatever, it's like they had more time with their trailer than the people that actually won awards that spent time to go there, spent money to get to this place, to be in the audience or whatever. To I'll accept these back. awards, so that's that's I think what made it feel so much more commercial than um, you know something to celebrate the industry itself. And it, it's really apparent too when um, you know, for example, I was going to bring it up, but uh, like Kojima, like he gets to stand up there mm. and be like, "Yeah, I got a new game," and talk for like eight minutes while fucking um, you know what's his name. Uh, was it a key or is it Peel up there? I forget. I forget. Um, it was Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel, yeah. Who's up there? And you get the you get eight minutes of fucking word soup for a game that you saw like what a character, like oh, no, yeah, or something like that. But, yeah, but there's like you got to expect going in. Like this is what the fifth time or something that we'll expect 
the uh, Kojima feature of. I mean, the, I, the Keely was, I expected. Be, I expected. I absolutely expected. Jeff but was it's, literally crying this time when he was trying to when he was starting to introduce it. He was he was tearing up in his eyes. You could see it. It's it's oh, disrespectful mean, though nowadays when you only give the award winners for actually producing something thirty seconds before you play off the. You know, hurry up. Get the get the heck off. They're stage. looking ahead. They're looking ahead, not looking back. That seemed to be the the mm-hmm. sort of like anything that was a game that was out already. Who cares? That's kind of the right, general exactly. That's the point. That's, like, the awards game. I that's what they lost their focus. I feel like I really do. And that's the thing. And that's fine if that's what Jeff wants to produce. But then don't call it the game awards anymore. Anyway. I thought he always clamored about the fact that he wanted to focus on the awards. Like I thought that was his big thing about moving well, away. Sure, from but that's what he cool. says. And know, what people say isn't always what people do. But it, it, didn't he make a big stink about it with when Spike had it? Like he took took it away to give it some credibility, and then you know what I mean. That's what I thought. Well, he made I mean, our, so so to be fair, it's not as bad as Spike because I remember one of the last years at Spike. I, I think <laughs> it's hard to remember, but if the people took too long, uh, there was dudes dressed up in camo, like Call of Duty or whatever, that would like come out there and they like teabag the dude that was giving a speech and then dragged him off. Do you guys remember that? I don't remember. No, I'll have to find the clip. <laughs> It seems wow. in keeping with the whole vibe of the Spike. The Spike Awards, you know, <laughs> was everything that we're criticizing now, just to 11, where, like, all these non-gaming celebrities were just there, like, basically making fun of gamers, like, constantly. So, it wasn't... Well, sure, we're, get, we're getting back to that point, because, like, we have all these actors and celebrities. Like, last year it was, uh, what, Robert De Niro, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, he's trying to convince us he's played a fucking Al video Pacino. game. Or Al Pacino, Pacino. I'm sorry. It- I, I fully, I I know Anthony Mackie's a gamer. I know that for a fact. Anthony Mackie sure. was there, and I, I do, I couldn't want and uh, what's his name? Uh, Timothy um, Chalamet. Chalamet. Chalamet? Yeah. From Dune? He was there, and he plays yeah. games. I know that. So they got no, actors. It's, 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 it's definitely, there's more respectful with the, you know, the people. It's just, you know, we don't need them that much. They get to talk more than the people actually receiving the words, which is a problem, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely one hundred percent a problem, and if that's what it's going to be, you know, I'm just I'm not going to watch it anymore. And I mean, yeah. I missed half the show this year anyway, but it felt yeah. like I I didn't really miss anything. I just missed the trailers, yeah. and I could just watch it on YouTube, which you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Nice to get the live, it's nice to get those live surprise premieres. But um, sorry, my cat's making a lot of noise now. But you still get. Um, I mean, you still get them the next day or the laughter YouTube. They're still all there. So no, I know that, but I like to get those in the moment reveals, but I do get like, I mean, I, I will give Jeff credit. He, he did say they eased off on it later on and they did. You could, it was noticeable. They gave people more time. And I thought it was based on the fact that the ones that won later were more, they needed translations and stuff like that. And I thought he was doing well with that. They still played it shortly. Um, but I think where the idea of where, where, who they, why they came up with 30 seconds as uh, an acceptance speech I don't even know of anybody ever that's been given that much time for an acceptance speech before. And I it's, thought that was a good idea. I just don't feel like that's, the, I don't even know how that was a good idea to begin with is what my point was. Like, I, how does that, mm-hmm. how do you think that's a good idea to start? Like, did they it's time not. it? Yeah. It's like, not. And, and unfortunately, it's an again, Christopher Judge, uh, you know, getting eight minutes to talk about his performance of the year award. Yeah. And I get last year needing to hurry people up from, because of that. But, right. but, you know, this year it's like you're cutting people off. You're pl- that music played like the second. I'd like to thank everybody. Music was music was playing, and I'm like, oh my god, uh, it felt like 20 seconds, and it was like 30 seconds. But they, by the time they get up there and they take a breath, the music music's playing, and that you can't have that. Mm-hmm. You gotta give them gotta give them a minute a minute or two 
two probably two minutes is probably acceptable. two minutes is probably the golden yeah the golden two minutes you know time minute, minute and a half minute. a minute and a half i'm cool with you playing that wrap-up music because you want to get it done within two minutes i'm cool with that mm-hmm. actually a minute and a half start playing the wrap-up music. Yeah, i think it's cool certain awards maybe you don't necessarily need them all like longer but like yeah the big ones like give them all the time they want <laughs> like sure. the game of the year just let them talk as long as they want well, I, get, I mean i think that's what they were doing last year but then christopher judge kind of messed that up they were giving that like honor system where you you know wrap it up um and mm-hmm. i feel like then they put this like tony said over correction um can you imagine that he's trying to accept anything in 30 seconds no. he would just stand out there and chat who's taking him off the stage Who's they gonna have the security guards come and grab him because he's not leaving? Sure. So well, that, that I, was the in, other thing I read that they only allow like two people for each um, thing to go up at once because of the because of last year. Yeah. The, the I Clinton mean, I, I'm glad. That, listen, I'm also glad that didn't happen either. I I don't want to see that. I want to enjoy the show and not have to worry about like what's happening on coming on who's walk, who's trying to run up on the stage. There was clearly more security this year, which is good. People were safer there then because you don't know. You don't know what these crazy people are going to do at these places. I mean, uh, something bad could have yeah. happened last year with that kid on that stage. So, yeah. No, um, it's clearly yeah. an overcorrection. I, I would say, you know, if it's not your game or, you know, the ones you, you were rooting for, uh, if you're on a delay, you are skipping through those speeches anyway. So that's probably, you know, it's probably what they, they can't monetize the speeches. It's not, it's not what most people are there to look for other than. Well, then have somebody sponsor the award. Sponsor the award. Yeah. I mean, and I posted this in the Discord, but somebody did the math. So the Game Awards had a runtime of three hours and 34 minutes. Of that runtime, 41 minutes and a half, we'll give them the half, was dedicated to awards. That's 19.33% of the show's total runtime. 14 of those awards were announced rapid fire over four minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, Eight minutes and 41 seconds was spent talking about Hideo Kojima's tech demo. Yeah, I mean, so, Jeff, I mean Keighley, Jeff Keighley rattled, rattled off like eight awards in a row at one point. I'm like, I don't even remember him doing this last year. He was just rattling right. off winners. So, and if you're going to rattle off winners and you're not even going to have them on stage, don't have those awards because yeah. obviously you don't want, you don't care about it to, to let mm-hmm. these people accept an award and talk about it. That's my yeah. opinion. Well, I think that there's some awards that. that are worth having that don't necessarily need airtime. I do, I do think that there's some that are really? okay to you do. Don't? Yeah, but I sure, feel like, sure. I mean, when, but when you have, like, let's say you have 30 awards and 25 of them are rattled off. No, I, I, I'm not, yeah. not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying it's okay to have some awards that don't get airtime. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's if you're having more than half of them not get airtime, then that, that's an issue, though. Yeah. So I, just think I don't if, care if, if, like, freaking... You know, content creator of the year is uh, kind of yeah, sure, award, but yeah. I don't need to see it. So, all right. Um, so yeah, the format needs to be looked at, and I think hopefully they address this a little better next year. Uh, like Tony said, it's you know, there's a lot of premieres, and we're gonna get into that shortly, but let's I thought we'd at least talk about the winners, um, as well. Um, because it's we're gonna talk show. about the winners more than the fucking show actually did. <laughs> We, we probably are, yeah. Uh, let me go to the winners, actually. So let's go with the full list here um, and talk about the winners, and you guys can dissect. Uh, somebody's to give them some airtime. Yeah, game of the year we'll get to at the end, obviously. Uh, but just rattle off a few of the, the major ones. Um, <clears throat> hang on, let me get oh, an IGN. Why did, I, why did I link this article? Why did I link IGN? Mm, um, all right, so Player's Voice Award. Uh, that, was, that was between... Mm. Genshin Impact was on that list. 
What is uh, it? That, oh, that's that's their. Oh, that's one hundred percent voted by fans. Uh, favorite game of twenty twenty three was Baldur's Gate three. Winner. No. Um, Not a surprise. Best, best adaptation. Uh, for this is this was a new category, right? This was new from last year, right? No. Oh, they had this celebrating and. Oh, celebrating game-inspired projects across entertaining uh, entertainment, including TV, movies, and comics. The winner was Last of Us this year. Super Mario Bros. movie. Was, I thought Super Mario was going to take that. Um, no, no the Last of Us Prestige. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. they won't even give Mario Game of the Year. They're not mm-hmm. going to give it Adaptation of the Year. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no morals or you know lessons to be learned from Mario. Most anticipated game for next year: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Not shocked from that. Not shocked at that. Not shocked. I don't even think, by the way, Star Wars Outlaws is on here. That doesn't even come out next year. Mm. Um, let's see. We don't need esports to skip esports, right? Uh, esports events, esports couch. Wait, what? Coach. Jesus, I misread that. Couch. Uh, couch. <laughs> the uh, best see. esports couch goes to. Con- content creator of the year. Uh, that went to Iron Mouse. Who? Yeah. That's no what idea. I said this whole time. Iron Mouse. Iron Mouse is one of the biggest VTubers on Twitch. Yeah, I assume that's that's great. probably why I don't watch that VTuber yeah. nonsense. Okay. All right. Best multiplayer game. Uh, that went to Baldur's Gate 3, surprisingly. Um, that's shocking. There's a few, there's a few I, of these. I'm not even joking about that. Are not really keeping within the spirit of the, spirit of the, the category. Yeah. I mean, and best multiplayer game. People, uh, Diablo 4 died off pretty quickly, but like Street Fighter 6 is on here, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I don't party yeah. animals. I didn't play, but I saw the the highlights for that. That looked kind of crazy fun. Uh, I am shocked that Baldur's Gate three is the winner. It was a lot of fun with the co op. I mean, yeah. I, a lot of my board game, but like group people played it co op and enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I feel like Baldur's Gate because it's the hot name. They give it a lot mm-hmm. of awards, as we yeah, saw. As we're recency bias. I mean, of those yeah. that you listed, I would have said I mean, Diablo for the first month. It was just on fire. <laughs> yeah, the first month. <laughs> the first month of Diablo. I gotta love. <laughs> I do love the nominations and the, the list for best sim slash strategy, slash strategy game because it's three Nintendo games on this list. Uh, Advance Wars uh, 1 plus the reboot. Um, let's see, Cities, Skylands 2, Companies of Hero 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4, and Pikmin 4 won that one. So congrats mm-hmm. to Pik- Pikmin 4. Uh, Tony, you, you like raved about that game. Uh, mm-hmm. right? It was really good. Yeah. Uh, is, that on your, is that your game of the year list that's going to make there, you think? Probably. I don't know. I think this year... Uh, we it's, might it's, need to talk about more than two. I don't know. I think That's we're doing top bit. three. We're doing top three. Yeah. So we do top three, and then we do the best. Uh, I mean, surprise and most disappointing. Yeah. So yeah, we have to talk about later. It's just like yeah, we'll figure there's it. There's a lot of good games this year. There's a lot, as ever. But you know, best sports slash racing game went to Forza Motorsport. Good for them. Congrats to Microsoft for getting an award. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's all they do good is Forza Sport, yep. Forza Motorsport. So. Uh, let's see. Best family game. This one went to Super Mario Wonder, which was impressive. Mm-hmm. Not um, surprised either. No, definitely deserved it against what we. What, well, I mean, Pikmin Four was on there. Sonic Superstars. Um, best fighting game this year. Stri- Street Fighter Six. Not surprised. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, people loved All Star Brawl too, didn't they? It got better reviews than expected. I don't know if anyone actually bought the game, but yeah. Yeah. Now Street Fighter Six, though everybody, I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, best RPG. Now, what's funny is like these categories, like I feel like this was a rattled off category too, but like best action adventure got to accept an award on the stage. Why is it like best fighting game, best RPG don't get to f- accept their awards on the stage? Like I feel like that is, you know, 
Mm-hmm. No, Something they like, but like Street Fighter Six crew should have been on the stage for that game. They did a Absolutely. fantastic job with it. Um, I just feel like, why did that get cut from from them accepting it? Like best family mm-hmm. game, I get rattle that one off. That's cool with me. But like, you know, this this is a bigger category. Best fighting game, best even best racing game, like best sports game, like that kind of that should have been on the stage. Like that really should have been accepted properly. I mean, uh, best I RPG, know, anyways. Category is messed up, in my opinion. <laughs> best RPG went to Baldur's Gate Three, which mm-hmm. is. You know, I've heard such good things about Sea of Stars too. By the way, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the, the demo yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, it's from the the guys. It's like a modern the Trigger. Trigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I saw the highlights from. I'm like, I really want to pick this up. It's on Steam, right? Yeah, it's on Steam. Yeah, it's, it's, it's priced pretty like premiumly too. It's like thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, thirty five. Steam sells coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was that. like on sale for thirty. I was like, oh, Jesus. It's yeah. not like it's an indie game, but it's not like oh, I can get this for ten. That's fine. I mean, Which, you know. no, I appreciate that. Like they're, you know, you you know, you make a great product. You should be getting compensated for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, best action adventure game, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom was the winner. Mm-hmm. It was up against some really stiff uh, competition with Spider-Man, Resident Evil Four again. Uh, Jedi Survivor was fantastic this year. Now in Wake Two, so. Nintendo definitely deserved that. Alan Wake 2 was under action adventure. Yeah, I mean that would that's the one I would kind of say why was that there? But like Marvel Spider-Man 2 is pretty deserving of an award. I'm I I was when Zelda won this one, I was kind of shocked because I didn't know obviously. You even played Marvel Spider-Man 2. No, but everybody's so what I can't make a comment about what I've (laughs) registered as people's comments are. I'm just saying it deserves an award. I think it got exactly what it deserved. No, I mean, if Zelda, no, Zelda 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 damn, Corey. Damn. Wow, I think I you're more down on the game than I am. I'm just saying, I it got nominated for awards in seven categories. It didn't win any of them. <laughs> yeah, but it got nominated for seven. for seven of them. So like, it got it got what it deserved. I just, I like the of the year game of the year. Like when it lost, there's people like posting like people re- like there's so many people pissed that Spider Man Two lost and like. There's so many other people that are posting. Like, you do realize, like, Tears of the Kingdom was on that list as well. Right. And Alan Wake. It is, like, it is really funny because there is, like, I think I'm seeing what you're saying. Where, like, at least on Twitter, there's yeah, been a, right. this movement about how could Spider-Man how 2. could people do Baldur's Gate three when it looks like this, and this is what Spider-Man two gameplay looks like. Yeah, and it's like yeah, the introduction and stuff like yep. that. I was like. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, people are forgetting, like, there's some amazing other nominations in that category that probably should have won it too, like Tears of the Kingdom. Sorry, we're getting the Baldur's Gate 3, but if, if they right. didn't win Game of the Year, uh, it, Tears of the Kingdom 100% deserved that Game Absolutely, of the Year. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's why I'm not surprised that Tears of the Kingdom won this, because it was a category without Baldur's Gate for them yeah. to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that they won that now in hindsight, considering they didn't win of the year, because it deserves an award. Boiler. <laughs> Whatever. I figure <laughs> if you care yeah. about this, you, you've already heard. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. Best action game. Podcast, this, you was, know. this was shocking, actually. Best, best action game with the Armor Core 6. People, I don't like, love that game. I, I don't played know. It. So I don't understand the distinction between action game and action adventure game. Uh, it's written here in the highlights. For the best game in action genre focused primarily on combat, that's action game. Uh, com- action adventure game. For this one? This was Armor Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. Remnant 2 is a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't play the other ones, so... Yeah, I know you were... I, I thought Remnant 2 was going to take it because I heard you talking about it so much, but I never played them, so... Um, let's see... Innovation and Accessibility went to Fort's uh, Best VR game, don't care. Rivers and Evil Village. Uh, best Community Support. I was shocked Cyberpunk didn't get this. It's at Baldur's Gate 3 on this one, again. 
I mean, that's the thing. Is like there aren't really like, mods for it. Just people creating content here. for it. I guess. Yeah. But like, like I don't, you I don't know, know what, what mods are people for, making. I mean, best. Yep. Hmm. I was gonna say best. Uh, going to the indie games now. Best indie game. Uh, best debut indie game was Cocoon. Well, I don't know what that means. Game created by a new independent studio. Oh, they had two separate categories. Okay, so Cocoon won that one, but best mm-hmm. indie game went to Sea of Stars. Nice. So there we go. Right. One is like that's a team's first project, and yeah, best indie game was done by you know Sea of Stars was done by the Messenger uh, yeah. guys. Yeah, Messenger. Yep. Thank you. Yep. All right. Best ongoing game. Best ongoing game went to Cyberpunk. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which, this shouldn't have been in this category as the. Uh, Ongoing game right after its final patch. Um, doesn't make any sense. But I guess it's ongoing at the time that this was announced. I, I do love it. It's never like, meant to be an ongoing game, but it's good that it got something, yeah. but it should have been available in some other category, not this one. I, 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 I'm shocked. Final Fantasy XIV still makes the list every year. It's like always nominated for Best Ongoing Game. Apex Legend so gets your pack. Yeah, it yep. is. Um, Let's see. Best mm. performance now? We're getting the best performance. Mm. Um, went to Neil Newborn from Baldur's Gate 3. He was like... Mm-hmm. I've never seen... I don't think I've seen anybody more excited to get an award. Uh, I, yeah, that, I his, mean... His yeah, reaction is crazy. Right? <laughs> was, and like, he was so excited. And I forget if it was when he accepted it or if it was... Um, Waiter. In, a, in like an interview or something like that. But like, I guess he was saying that but prior to the you know the role of uh, Asterian, like he was like, "What am I doing?" Like and kind of like mm-hmm. just questioning his career. Sure, no, honestly, yeah. he was questioning yeah, his career and stuff like that. Uh, so obviously, him winning this award is is pretty huge, and you know, happy happy to hear that. Um, this oh, yeah. one was was some stiff competition. I mean, unfortunately, I'm not using Asterian much in my party, so I've only heard some of it. Uh, but I actually, as much as I hate on Final Fantasy 16, I think Ben Star did a great job as Clive, and I was like. I, I would say that Cameron, uh, what's his name? Cameron Monahan. Monahan, yeah. Monahan. Uh, I thought he was does a great job, and he was there. Uh, I, really I also thought, he was thought, uh, I thought the girl from Alan Wake too had a good chance yeah. too. Yeah, she's you know. Just it, it was like I said. Game. All right. Uh, best audio design was Hi-Fi Rush. Um, best music score uh, was Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, best art direction went to Alan Way too, and not a surprise to me. As, uh, as well as best narrative, visually, as well as best also narrative. not a yeah. surprise to me. Uh, yeah, the narrative is what keeps it going back. This, uh, I tell you what, this, got, I, I was glad they got both those rewards. Uh, this run, happy. this run from Alan Wake too, because they also got best game direction. Uh, I was like, oh shit, are they gonna steal game of the year? Like, I was like, is that gonna swoop in here and just like mm. take yeah, the I think, Yeah, I think that's why. Um, I said I wasn't. Didn't think we were we were getting this anymore when um, the Baldur's Gate guy did win in the end, but uh, Alan Wake had a good showing. I'm pretty happy. They, I mean, that, those three awards in a row from them really got me thinking. Like, I this might take Game of the Year. Then this might do it. <laughs> um, but then Baldur's Gate three obviously took Game of the Year, uh, which was, I mean, obviously from my side of view that my point of view that is pro- it's my Game of the Year. Um, so I uh, you know spoilers. But I just—it's such an impressive game for me. It hit so well, so I—I I love the choice. But I get people who were like felt burned. I understand that. I'm sorry that you felt that way. But it's—it's—it's it's, it's ultimately it recognizes all these games. And um, if these people had more time to thank, I'm sure they would have said the same thing. 
Uh, you know, ultimately everybody deserves the award, but uh, you know, with the thirty seconds they had, they couldn't actually explain that properly to everybody. Um, so I'm happy for Larian because uh, I mean, yeah, Larian is somebody that's even like I, I talked about Divinity uh, on mm-hmm. this podcast. Here, and I yeah. praised yeah. it for you know what they did and for Baldur's Gate three. I think it just had the production values it needed to be just kind of palpable enough for a wide audience. So, um, you know, it's great to see. Uh, the thing I hope most is that, you know, the other companies that make RPGs will be like, hey, we need to get some of that Baldur's Gate 3 magic in here because, honestly, like, I, if I had played Baldur's Gate 3 before Starfield, like, that would have made it even worse. Because, again, I, went, happened? I yeah. went Starfield, I played it for, like, two hours. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Cyberpunk. And that was a great choice, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, so if I had played Baldur's Gate 3 right before this, it would have been even worse. Like, I did worse. I played only Absolutely. a little bit of Starfield, and I'm like, "Why am I playing this game? This is this is nowhere. This is not impressive at all." Right? Yeah. You know, and especially even even Final Fantasy 16 was it's probably going to be one of my biggest disappointments. Like that thing was, you know, is the lack of party members and just you know party uh, interaction and stuff like that. Like this game has it in spades. So I hope you know they're like, "Oh shit, we need we need more of that, right? We need some more of that magic." So I'm happy, you know, happy for Larry. Uh, you know, they're yes. kind of one of the studios that. Deserve some recognition, and I think once the other, I mean, if Alan Wake Two did it, I would have been happy too because they're you know kind of. I mean, we didn't even get Alan Wake Two for such a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, like Zelda, they don't need it. They've gotten twenty million copies in half a year. Um, Spider Man Two is going to sell like ten million copies, like you know whatever. So it's good for yeah. them. I hope you know moves the RPG needle a little bit more in that direction. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, give we'll more see. variety in the RPG. They were supposed to, I'll say that uh, the one thing that Larian forgot to uh, announce while they were taking their award, they were so surprised to win it, they forgot to announce that they were releasing their game on Xbox that night. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Phil Spencer's happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You gotta be happy that the game of the year is on your console. That's uh, what I said, though. I said yeah. Xbox version. Uh, you didn't make the game pass, but they probably yeah. want that mm-hmm. $70 uh, yeah. cash money. Mm. Yeah, true. You're right. They had they had a lot of time to say that in the 30 seconds. You, I didn't. I think they that gave them a whole minute. That is ultimately what I thought was the most disrespectful was that uh, the guy trying to speak was talking about how he wanted to honor uh, some of the people that had uh, worked on it and away. passed yeah. away during the development time. Yeah. And meanwhile, somebody took a video where it was like, "Please wrap it up" or "Wrap it up" or whatever was <laughs> being displayed on the you know the thing the teleprompter screen. It's mm-hmm. like it's game of the year, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't agree with the board, if, right? If at least one award you let them talk until they're done, at least let the game of the year award mm-hmm. winner fucking speak for as long as yeah. they want. I mean, it's the last it's the last, last the person we're judging. So what the fuck year. is yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give the guy five minutes. Yeah. So but, but to, for them honoring like, you know, people that pass away, like to Brett, like that is super disrespectful. It's like yeah. um, this is not a good look, guys. This no. Not a good look. No. So all right. Uh, and then on the other side of things, besides the awards, we had all these, obviously, game premiere announcements, kind of stuff like that. We had the Hideo Kojima yeah. OD premiere, which had, we talked about, had about, what, like eight minutes on stage. Uh, well, is that a premiere? We don't, first of all, we've seen that face before, I think. I don't remember it's what it's a tech it demo. It's not a, it's like, it's, we don't it's even know PT. what it's, it's creating. He's creating PT. He's creating his, his vision of what that game was going to be. Now he's doing it on his own time. Is what he's going to do. It's OD PT. Same thing. OD sure. is PT. It is. 
Um, it is going to be like Jordan Peele is working with him, all these movie directors. Uh, apparently there's multiple ones he hasn't announced yet to make it a whatever that what was that quantum break style interactive mm. thing I played. I can see this is what he's yeah. trying to do. Well, that was remedy. That. Yeah, that, that he's going to intertwine. Somehow that this. may or may not actually relate to Alan Wake 2. Well, it's all in the same universe. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's really supposed to be, but it's it's complicated. Yeah. Well, by the way, uh, how did you um how did you guys receive Herald of Darkness without knowing you know exactly what it's referencing? I had no idea what it was. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? I'm like, it's, I thought it was a crazy band playing um that was very eccentric in the band. I thought that's what it was, and I'm like, oh, this this is the video game music. It must have been or something like that. So okay, um that's all I got from it. I had no idea what it was. So great. <laughs> but it's it's 13 minutes in the long version of that performance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean that was cool. Oh, like I said, I'm not saying I'm not like excited to see what Kojima can do with uh, like the horror genre kind of stuff. Like I'm I'm excited for this, but um, the too much time for him. All right. You need eight minutes of that shit. Yeah. Mm. I don't so let's see go. Fucking Jeff sucking him off metaphorically. Soon it'll be literally okay. next year. It will be next literally year. probably right. next year. We I'm can gonna help. I'm gonna go through this list here. Stop me when we want to talk. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake. Uh, Inscription uh, creator Daniel Mullins reveals uh, Pony Island 2. Uh, Rise of the Golden Idol announced. Uh, Usual June announced. You guys know that one? Nope. Odd Gentleman reveal. Harmonium the Musical. Uh, Dead Cells devs reveals their next game, Windblown. That's interesting. I like I'm that. Interesting though. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when I when I realized it was the te- like I almost knew it immediately. You could see what it was like. You know about, and I was like, I'm, I'm excited for that one quite a bit. Windblown. Uh, it's pretty early on that, but we'll see more. I hope. Um, Thrasher was shown. Dave the Diver Dredge announced. Mm. Makes sense, actually. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, World of Goo Two Meta Metaphor. Metaphor is the Persona style. Mm-hmm. That's the from the Persona team, right? That's from mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Find the Persona Persona series, new RPG. Um, more fantasy esque game. Uh, I mean, it looks, yeah. I mean, it looks good, right? It has yeah. some gameplay mm-hmm. mixed into it, so uh, kind of has that Persona look, which is cool. Um, I wonder how deep they're going to go with this, you know, in terms of the way Persona went. Uh, I mean, it's going to be similar. They already said that it's going to follow yeah. like a uh, calendar, you know. That's mm-hmm. like all. Like, I'm I'm excited for that. Like, I'm actually because I like the setting idea. Like, I, I think it's a cool idea to go with for them and. Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. So, oh, uh, right? even... okay, like last year, you almost skipped over it, and I was like, oh, I know, uh, I know, <laughs> I know. So I was excited. Uh, and... I was like, this is a new IP. Like they, all they've been doing is Persona for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it, I don't know why, but it hit more. I guess tonight, the last. I don't know. It makes night, sense. So. It was just like, oh shit, I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And that's gonna uh, be, I think, Game Pass day one. That's awesome. Yeah, so maybe we'll get Mike to play it. Yeah, Mike RPG right there. You gotta get into it. Let's see. And then they brought up Matthew McConaughey to reveal his uh, yeah, new. I don't work. know why he had Exodus. Stumble through that. That game doesn't even look good. But whatever. No. From uh, an RPG from X Bioware. That yeah, looked interesting. I, I'm like, I, I've got a bad feeling about it though. It's it remi- <laughs> it was reminding me of Callisto Protocol. It's like, oh, I'm really uh, excited for this. You know, it's like going to be cool, and you're getting like these real actors and all this cool technology. And then just bombs. That's what I'm afraid of. But I'm yeah. hoping that it's actually good because it looks it, like it could be kind of cool. It resembles Mass Effect, definitely. Um, 
Well, so, I mean, it's a space game, so yeah. you could say that about it. Um, it looks like Starfield. It looks like Mass Effect. What did you guys think about Valhalla? God of War Ragnarok free DLC coming out yeah. this week. My favorite reveal. Oh, it's, it's, out out now. Now. it's out now. It's out now. It's out. It's the twelfth. The twelfth. Yeah. yeah 12th. I downloaded it just recently. It's a uh, my favorite reveal mm-hmm. of the show. Honestly, I was excited uh, for that, and I've never played the game I, Ragnarok, but I. Yeah. It's. I'll it's. Go, yeah. I'll it's the roguelike right genre. Roguelike genre that for was, comes to God of War. Yeah, that was it's, you know, one of my favorite games, like maybe ever. It's up there, Ragnarok. So I. Any excuse to go back is good. What's that I think it's kind of weird, just because like I think it was a cool idea for them, though. Well, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I haven't it's not what they do normally. Period, they don't do DLC normally. The whole thing about a roguelike is like you die, right? And yeah. you get reincarnated somehow. So it's like it's weird because like they prop Kratos as being like this all powerful, you know, omnipotent being, and it's like yeah, you're in a roguelike. We're gonna die. It's like. But he can't die. So he's re- resurrecting, isn't it? Die. Yeah, yeah, die. Yeah. yeah it, so. it, there's actually, is, you know, some precedent for it with the way uh, some levels were set up that I'm sure you guys didn't bother with in the first game. Uh, the like uh, the gas place level, if you remember that, mm-hmm. or if you even mm-hmm. went there, it was all optional and, and stuff like that was similar to this. So, okay. I mean, he's already died in like the original trilogy, so that's. I just think it's a weird pick for the genre of game that God of War is. I yeah. mean, if it's good, that's great. I'm just saying, like, when I saw it, I was like, really? A roguelike? I was like, okay, sure. I mean, Price right. is right, though. Yeah, for free, yeah, I can't complain yeah. about that. Can't complain. So, let's see. The Untitled Goose Game team reveals his next big game, uh, Big Walk. Next game, Big Walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Let's see. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown was shown, trailer. Um, mm-hmm. coming January... The demo is arriving January 11th of 2024. The game is coming January 18th, though, a week before, so... Uh, Ninja mm-hmm. Theory had a nice demo for its Hellblade, uh, Senua's Saga. I... I'm just not into this game so much. Like, I don't know. It's not... just never a, a, appealing to me. I still can't believe yeah. it's, like, still in development. That's the other thing. It's been... How long has it been in development? But... I mean, it looks... It looks It looks awesome. fantastic. Yeah, but... but I feel like I this is like me, year three of we've seen stuff for. <laughs> oh yeah, really? I, I feel like it's been that long. I feel like it's been longer like than more. That. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's been five years on this one. Mm. Like, well, I really like, do. The lady won, right, for her performance in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, new action game, Kamuri. Uh, that looked interesting, actually. I like that from the former uh, Tango GameWorks creative team. CG, a CG trailer for his first game yet. Not oh it, oh, this is the one that she was. She, they flew her in. Doesn't have a publisher yet, but I thought it was interesting that she built like, you know, <clears throat> this game was built like this without having a publisher yet. It looks pretty interesting. I hope they find somebody to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll probably be Xbox. Yeah, I mean, if Phil was smart, yeah, he got that. It, on looked, that one. it looked promising, but so I gotta say, the next one for me, the Ori team, uh, no rest for the wicked. I was. Quite excited from that when I realized it was the Ori team doing it. I'm obviously <clears> love the Ori games, uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited for this one, actually. Um, hack and slash game. I'm I'm like I said, look look pretty awesome. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, Sega. Sega had an announcement, mm-hmm. not just one game, yeah. five we'll games. Switch on us. Yeah, we all thought it would be Virtua Fighter. Yeah, I did. Uh, but instead, they brought back some classics. So, Jet Set Radio, yeah. Shinobi. Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and also 
Crazy Taxi. Mm-hmm. Um, all in development, no release dates, guessing 2025, no, 2026 probably, right? Street Fighter 4 was... was fairly recent, right? Yeah, but this is totally yeah. different because this one is 3D, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously when I first showed weren't... it, I thought, they were just, I thought they were just remaking the old games. That's what I thought, but go on. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah there was some actual gameplay showed, which was interesting. Uh, my only reservation here, and I, I mentioned this before with Sega, is bundling them sort of all like this in this announcement and showing them like that. These feel like they're going to be sort of budget smaller? titles. Smaller games. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, they just like, I don't know. There's sort of been a cheapness to a lot of what Sega has done in recent years. And I, I feel like that's going to continue here, unfortunately. But, you know, they could still be good. But I am curious to see like how it's... polished these games feel when they come out. It's weird to me that they would just throw this out there with like mm. minimal footage. And the quality of that footage, I mean, first of all, I will say, I'm happy to hear about the uh, announcement. But when I looked into it, I was like, something's not sitting right. And part of me is, is dreading the worst. And the worst is, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, but we talked about how Sega was, uh, they announced they were developing what they call a super game, right? And everybody's like, what the fuck is a super game? Mm-hmm. And if you read like their, because I think it was on one of their investor calls or whatever like that, they're talking about, you know, a game with a high budget that's aimed to, you know, whatever, be above the rest and all that stuff. Um, and part of me is just fearing the worst case where like, they're like, oh, the super game has all these other little games in it and it's going to be like, eight or something like, right, like, 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 like side. six pack. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not exactly that, but like, you know, what if it's like the Super Game is like, oh, Sega Ages or something like that, and it's like you can play like all these different games, like you know, not like bite-sized versions of like Crazy Taxi and Shinobi and you know, etc. Because like, look, I'm all about Streets of Rage. I love Streets of Rage Four. I talk about it uh, on the podcast a bit. Uh, Golden Axe, I would be similarly excited for Shinobi. Now that was one of the original fucking Dark Souls types games. I mean, that was hard as shit. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, all that's fine, but, like, when they're, like, Crazy Taxi, I'm like, no. Like, there's no way you develop a new Crazy Taxi game with any kind of budget that would, I, I, I feel, personally, that would, like, do that franchise, like, justice. I, I don't know, because, like, just in the year 2023, Crazy Taxi was an arcade game, right? How are you going to actually develop that game, you know, with, a, with any kind of budget? I saw that someone broke down the footage a little bit, and what we see of the Crazy Taxi uh, in that footage was probably the same map as the like first level or whatever mm-hmm. of the old game, uh, like remade, I guess. That's why I thought it was. I thought they were remaking it from that when I saw that one, Mike. That's when I was like, it's all a bunch of remasters or something like that. That's why I thought it was going to be. No, uh, I mean, I'm I'm a little concerned about the idea of going to 3D for both Streets of Rage and Golden Axe. I'm not exactly sure. How that's mm-hmm. gonna work? Um, yeah, I mean, Streets of Rage 3D is very similar to the brawler sort yeah. of Yakuza games, in my opinion. That's like they've yeah. sort of taken that mantle, and um, I don't, I don't know if this is gonna be that. No, deep, we'll see. Though. It doesn't look like it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We move on. We got that, but I mean, we got a lot, a lot of time left for them. I don't think it's coming to 2026, so we'll see. Yeah, it's just like a letdown for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, we'll, we'll I'm, see. Yeah, I'm know, not sure. I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the fence if, if I would have preferred a new Street 
uh, not Street Fighter, a new Virtua Fighter, or all these. I'm not sure yet, but we'll okay. see. Their goal is is um, lofty, though. I mean, they said they wanted to go back to the uh, Dreamcast era of like Sega. Uh, what was the quote? Like losing uh, money. Yeah, boldness to just well, not yeah. losing, hopefully, <laughs> but like just the rebellious spirit, I think, of the mm-hmm. like to me, that was when Sega was the most yeah. interesting, at least, right? That was some great like, games on that system. It didn't, it didn't oh, die oh. from having lack of games, it died from no, yeah, yeah. it's easily so pirated, yeah, yeah. yeah. Piracy and piracy is what killed it, piracy and PS2 hype killed it, yeah, and 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 Shenmue, and Shenmue. um, yeah, oh, they spend all that money on Shenmue and everybody doesn't buy it because they can just burn it, fire their own copy. All right, uh, Dragon Ball Sparking <laughs> Zero announced. Looks now good. this game looks incredible, doesn't Holy it? Shit. It looks like I thought it was the show. Like it looked really good. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, they they did a good job translating that. that into a game. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part about this was, um, I think they said afterwards in an interview that the reason that um, Dragon Ball Z fight or Dragon Ball Fighters and Xenoverse got so much DLC over the years. I don't think we talked about it much on the podcast after the games came out, but like those both received updates for years and years. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about ongoing games, those are great for the fans, but people eventually were like, are you going to give us a new game? Yeah. And apparently all that DLC was to buy them enough time to develop this game. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny online. All the social discourse has been like, like, Oh, Xenoverse two, I've misjudged you or like, perhaps <laughs> I've been too harsh on you and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, it's really funny to see the discourse. Like, Oh, you're just, you're just buying time for the next proper game to come out. It's like okay, it's like a Dragon Ball episode. Just buying yeah, time to go. It literally is. Buying time to go. Episodes. So, all right. It's the filler uh, arc. It's the filler. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dead by Daylight spinoff casting of Frank Stone announced. Um, That'll be interesting. Yeah. Square Enix uh, new mana game, Visions of Mana. That I am hopeful for. We'll see. That looked. I was impressed. Uh, I, I was supposed to be 2024. Too. I hope. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. Uh, mm. That I like. That I like good. that a lot. Looks really good. March twenty second from Tech from Koei Tecmo. That's. Uh, I hope it's good because it looks so good. It looks good. Yeah. We already did OD. Uh, Jurassic Park Survival announced. That sounds uh, cool. Like, does it? I, okay. I'm, it's basically like a Alien Isolation, but in Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. cool. 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 The real Jurassic not been... Park, not that new shit. Yeah, I didn't see this trailer. I must have been going to the bathroom or something. But, um, but yeah, it's like sur- surviving, trying to. Yeah, yeah, so it seems like a really neat idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, Black Myth Wukong shown the trailer. That's August 20th. Suicide Squad got a new trailer there. Uh, February 2nd, obviously. Um, another Warframe update. Talk about ongoing support. Yeah, uh, Whispers in the Walls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some comes out tomorrow for those wondering or you're listening to this it's today uh assassin's creed origins uh uh bayek founded his own game studio oh yeah okay this was the the this was the um the new world the son introduces from his uh his father passing away right this was the tales yeah. of kenzera uh mm. so, yeah let's see don't nod announced uh lost records Bloom and Rage. So that's the studio that does uh, Life is Strange. Uh, coming in late 2024. Uh, Berserker Khan. Uh, Kazan. Sorry. Kazan. Uh, Nexon. That's Nexon Studios. Uh, that's their new game. Uh, it looks interesting. Let's see. 
Let's see, Final Fantasy Rebirth theme song. Apex Legends and Final Fantasy are getting a crossover. Is this true? Holy cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming uh, January 9th, you get to play Final Fantasy 7 meets Apex Legends. These are other... skins, I think. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were hyped for that, though, for some reason. Star Rail. Anything in that one sound familiar? Skull and Bones, finally. Release date. Apparently, it changed this game completely. It used yeah, to be just like a multiplayer ship battle game, and now it's actually trying to be like a Sea of Thieves kind of game. Sea of Thieves. They went Sea of Thieves style with it coming February 16th. Beta coming this week. Uh, Skull and Bones. So, yeah, it's gone through a complete metamorphosis. They announced... Um, they, listen, this was a surprise announcement. Marvel's collaboration here with uh, the studio that did Deathloop, Blade, got announced, surprisingly. Yeah, Arcane Line is doing... Big surprise, I think. That's yeah, Arcane is, Studios. They did. Uh, they just did know, the, Dishonored as well. The most popular game of the year called Redfall. Um, mm. But uh, they're working on Blade, and they were very. Pa- he's very passionate about it. He talked mm. about it for what? How long? This was like a fifteen-minute conversation with Jeff Keighley. God, um, was it that long? It was a long yeah. conversation. Like it was probably only like ten minutes, but it was a while. He was raving about how much he loves Blade as a character. Uh, for we got a trailer. It's an announcement trailer, so it's in production. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also it didn't have the Xbox logo on. No, and they were very coy to not say it was exclusive. They have not confirmed it's exclusive to Xbox, so this may be multi-platform. Which it's it's they don't know if it was a Marvel great. deal or something. Yeah, drop something um, because when you think of you know what they've done, they've all there's all the Dishonoreds and they all kind of feel the same in Deathloop. So mm-hmm. this has to feel different. Um, third person it, though. Like, well, yeah, guns and swords work. Yeah, but you're in third person and you you're a superhero guy. I don't know. Yeah, uh, see, but uh, I mean, in death, you're basically a superhero. Not, in it will, oh, they did. That's right. They did confirm it will be third person. Yeah, not first person. Yeah. So they did confirm that at least. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard for me to be excited by just an announcement. Yeah, I know, I know, and especially because of the last game, uh, Light, Lightspeed LA. Uh, announced Last Sentinel. Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, let's see. First Descendant release window. Uh, a Zenless Zone Zero trailer. I thought that was going to... This is the one that was... Um, is this the one that would, like reminded me of Zone of Enders? This game? I don't know. I don't recognize yeah, I don't know what Star Rail one. Of you of what? This is the anime the, one, right? Story. Zenless Zone Zero trailer, yeah. 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 I thought it was, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, this is from the company behind Genshin Impact. So it's coming yeah. in 2024. Uh, let's see. Den of Wolves from Ten Chambers. Studio behind GTFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, new, new sci-fi heist game in the works. Interesting. Uh, Exoborn, Masters of the Apocalypse. Team behind Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt, mm-hmm. is a new open-world extraction shooter. Uh, had a very much... Um, what was the EA game that flopped? Vibe. Got to reduce the kind of narrow down a bit more. Um, the one that was supposed to be the the leading thing, like game game as a service, and it just flopped like so hard. The mech game, the sci-fi epic space. Titanfall. Tit- no, not Titanfall. No, it was uh the one that was terrible. God, somebody, Charles, somebody help me. Yeah, it not no, it was the EA game that was the fucking. Flop. The, the game is a service game. No, not Titanfall. <laughs> oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on this game. It's the game oh, that it was, was terrible. the Iron Man game. 
What the fuck the, was the it? Mech game, the Mech game. The Mech game. Yeah. Anthem. Yeah. Thank Anthem. you. This reminds yeah, me of Anthem. Bioware. Yeah. Yes. That's what I asked for Anthem. I've, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's a terrible name. Still available. I, was, I remember you guys were excited for that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fallout TV show showed new footage. Looks really good. That that show. Was that new footage? It looked like the same thing from the trailer. It was rehashed footage, yeah. Uh, Hello Games, you may know them from No Man's Sky, revealed their latest Uh Light No Fire, it's called. It's a fantasy earth that generates procedural generation first real open world without boundaries, as Sean Murray announced on the stage over-promising mm. and under-delivering. Hopefully not again. Uh, he has played into it, to give him credit. He's really, like, I think he's posted every day on Twitter about making fun of himself, about how he over-promised something that he probably should have done. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what this comes out to Jeff was just like, maybe you should just not yeah. talk. He's like, he's like, dude, you should probably back down. <laughs> um, but, uh, sorry, my cat's climbing up behind the computer. But, I don't know, that doesn't seem that interesting to me. It seems like everything that people don't like about Starfield in a game. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. Simulu, Simulu uh, announced new uh, Stormgate trail, new Stormgate game. I didn't think that looked that great, but he was excited for Stormgate it. Stormgate was awesome. Well, that's, about. that's amazing. I don't know. I, I, I think it on Kickstarter. You I understand about? you're excited for it. It looks like Starcraft. I but I'm just like I don't know. I'm just, it didn't it's get from me. the developers. I know where it's from Frost Giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I don't know. It didn't get me the trailer. It didn't get me. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. But I, I, those things where you got to play it to maybe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully. So there's not many games in that genre anymore. So hopefully it's good. Uh, new Guilty Gear Strive character. Mm, yep. Let's see, Final Fantasy 16 DLC trailer that was shown. Echoes of the Fallen. Uh, no, no, sorry, uh, the Rising Tide coming in in 2024. Um, let's see, X Dice Dev Shooter the Finals that's out. Capcom revealed Monster Hunter. This is this is how they close the show. Monster Hunter. Yeah, I can get that, but whatever. I'm sure some people are excited. I'm not excited for the Monster Hunter games, but they're huge. I understand. Monster Hunter is huge these days. I know, but it's not coming until 2025. Yeah, so I thought that was like, a weird one to choose really? to end the show with. I don't know, right? I don't know. Big, that was the last one of the biggest games. I mean, it's better than what Fast and the Furious that one year. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Okay. Good point. Good. <laughs> like good Mad Max show. also was like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, that's. I just didn't. Monster Hunter's never resonated with me, I guess. But and but the fact that it's coming in 2025, I thought it was a weird call. But people are hyped. I'm sure they love. I mean, I know how well that game sells. I know it's huge. So I know people love it. Uh, you know, like, I'm excited for those guys. Those fans, guys, congratulations. So I mean, that's Capcom's like, um, you know, uh, it's their game. One of the success stories, like kind it's of like game, with yeah. Yakuza, they release these games West, and it's kind of a niche audience for a while, and they just supported it for years and years and kept. Mm-hmm. Yep, kept releasing them, and now it's you know, ten, yeah. 10 plus million, and that's yeah, that's all of the premieres, guys. So that's the show. Um, I, I like I said, there's a lot of premieres, a lot of games that are kind of like uh, they're just advertisements, like you said, probably. You know, developers were uh, advertising, and they said throw a game in. I don't know some of them, uh, but uh, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be more focus on the games. In, in hindsight, obviously, the awards, uh, the awards. Sorry, the games that are present. Not the games that are being made, um, because that's the point. I think the show, but I understand they have to generate revenue, so there's a balancing act you have to do um, to mix all this stuff in. 
so I don't know. I think less premieres. I'm fine with the ads, but I think less premieres um, and more 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 time for the award winners, right? I mean, that's right. Because like, I mean, ads are like, you need the like ads. The He's gotta be, gotta make, gotta pay for it somehow. Go on. But also, I think the reason why like eighty percent of the audience tunes in is to find see the premieres. Like that's that's what's it's there for. That's why I just give it. Do you need that many? Do you need that many? You need well, honestly, I think you I can feel sprinkle like it better. There could be better games if you're lucky, but I don't know. Not. Nah. <laughs> I think you can it's... cut a few of those games out to give the people more time to accept the awards, and nobody will notice the difference. I mean, here's the thing: the people funding the award show will. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think you still get the same viewership. I think it's just. I'm not talking about cutting the games in half. I'm talking about cutting a few of them out to give everybody more time for the awards. That's all. So It's difficult. I, I mean, the thing is, at this point, I mean, really, he should just relabel it and call it Winner's Game Fest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Especially now yeah. that E3's dead. I mean, yeah. you know, competition. It's like, what do you, what do you want to do with this thing? It's like, is it, is it an award show? Are you celebrating the industry and the people that make these games? Or are you trying to sell the future on and sell yeah. these games? So, like, you gotta kind of decide where you want to go with that because right now it doesn't feel like an award show. So yeah, all right. I think you do need to pick a pick a lane, but uh, um, yeah. I just think again, more time allocated, and I just think you could just go a couple less, couple less, just a couple less. Like four less would be would have given enough time for people to accept more. If you want to do like. Quick, Let's make the show longer. Thirty-second things. It's already three and a half hours long. <laughs> all right. Well, if they want to spend all this be, time, I don't need to be stuff. longer. Okay. I was gonna. I was actually gonna finish it up in the morning, and I was like, you know, I've made it at ten thirty. I'm like, I've come this far. I'll just just see it through. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Anyways, what do you guys think overall? I'm good. Uh, anything else to call, talk about? I think I'm covered here. Yeah. No. no. Okay. All right. It's funny yeah. though. It's funny because we talk about all the reveals and. I feel a little disappointed overall. I was expecting for some better stuff to be shown, honestly, but whatever. Well, but this is this is how it always is, and this is what I keep saying, like, especially with like E3 and stuff like that. If you have anything worthwhile, the company's just going to do it on their own. Yeah, they have their own time, and they can do it whenever they, they want. want they want their yeah. own press. They want they want their own time to shine. They're yeah. not going to fucking want to compete with the buzz and whatnot. They're going to do it when they want to. Yeah. So you're going to so. get everything that's not like the triple A system seller first party you know upcoming game so yeah all right that's gonna wrap up this episode of the games Ca- gamecast folks thanks for tuning in uh once again we're live on twitch tuesday nights eight o'clock we're also on youtube all the contents over there so subscribe to both channels so you get notified when we post or when we go live uh leave us a comment on both we'd love to hear from you guys uh that's gonna wrap up the uh, this week so we'll see you guys next week we are out <laughs> <laughs>